Today we're going to look at a text in Daniel chapter 12. One of the questions came in from a couple of people asking about these personas in Daniel chapter 12. You have Daniel the prophet. He's receiving input or information about future events, specifically tied to the city of Jerusalem. And he has an encounter with Michael the archangel. And then we have two other angelic beings. And this leads to a broader discussion of angels as we see them in the Old Testament and even in the New. But especially in the Old Testament, there are several texts there where we try to wrap our minds around the disclosure of uh, the intent, the purpose of these angelic beings, how they function. We start seeing angelic beings having more direct contact with humans uh, when we get into places like Abraham. Remember Abraham, Lot is living in Sodom and Gomorrah, and there's a moment where God is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham is begging for God to show mercy. And then at some point, there's these three people that have shown up to Abraham. Uh, but we distinguish the three in the scripture. You can see a difference where one of the three is described quite differently than the other two, where one of the angelic beings uh, stays back from the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the other two go into the city in order to rescue Lot. And in that discussion in the scripture, it says that Yahweh on earth called fire and brimstone down out of Yahweh out of heaven. And so there's a discussion about this where we have these two persons, both referred to in the scripture with the word, the sacred uh, name for God, the word Yahweh. This leads to early discussion about Trinitarian theology. We have two personas, two persons, both being identified as Yahweh. We also have allusions already to the Spirit of God at work. And so this is some of the early texts with references to what appears to be early disclosure of the triune God. Uh, there's a great book by Robert Moray entitled uh, The Trinity uh, Issues and Evidences, and I, I highly recommend or commend that book to anyone who wants to study this in more detail. But as you work through the Old Testament, we have these encounters like that. In the book of uh, Exodus, we, we have some encounters. You get into Leviticus and Numbers. We have descriptions of these kinds of uh, encounters between God and people, and Numbers in particular, where you have Balaam, who's riding on the back of this donkey, and there's an angelic being appears, and the donkey lays down, and, the, and Balaam's really upset, strikes the donkey, and the Lord opens the donkey's mouth. Uh, we see it with Joshua. He tries to enter the promised land. He encounters this red champion that Joshua says, are you for us or for them? Because if you're for them, we're in trouble. If you're for us, we're going to win. And the, the champion says, I'm for myself. I'm for my own side. And many have also attributed this, much like the angelic encounters or the messengers that Abraham encountered as Yahweh on earth, Yahweh in heaven, this uh, early encounters with the second member of the Trinity and what it is often labeled as a pre-incarnate Christ. So you get into the book of Daniel, we have these angelic encounters as well. Daniel's trying to work through this basic theology of what is the future for this, the people of Israel, and especially what is the future for the city of Jerusalem. It's a very dominating theme without, throughout the book of Daniel. It's what's going to happen to Jerusalem, what's going to happen to the holy city. And he's getting revelations for this, and as he does, there's times when angelic beings will come and explain to him aspects of the revelation. We see this in 9. Daniel chapter 9, 10, 11, and 12, all of these have revelatory information, and there are some encounters throughout that text where angelic beings explain to him what's going on. Well, in Daniel chapter 12, we have three persons that Daniel sees. He has a conversation with one of the three, and he sees two others, and it says that they're on the other side of the river. And the, the language used in Daniel chapter 12 is that it says there are two others, implying that the initial encounter or discussion with the uh, with Michael the archangel 
is that these other two beings are also angelic beings. And so some people have said, well, who are these individuals? Uh, who are these other two angels? Why are they waiting on the other side? Um, I think it's more just this picture that angelic beings are constantly waiting at the ready to do whatever God calls them to do. We see this in the New Testament as well. Gabriel, the archangel, comes to make announcement to Mary to disclose the will of God to her. And so throughout the Bible, we see angelic beings as the messengers, uh, the primary voice of God at times to the people of God, to individual prophets, or like in the case of Daniel, or to individuals like Balaam, that prophet as well. And so we have these encounters throughout. So what's going on here? These angelic beings, if you ask, what is the theology of angelic beings, is it's rather relatively difficult to answer. We don't have a lot of information about angels in the Bible. Uh, we know that they are different than humans, that they live, seemingly live forever, uh, that there was some kind of schism that took place sometime in the past where the angelic beings split and one of the angelic beings, Lucifer or the devil or Satan, uh, takes some of the other angelic beings with him in a rebellion against God and that the remaining angelic beings, Michael the archangel, Gabriel the archangel, and the rest of the angelic beings remaining loyal to God. And so some kind of schism takes place uh, we don't know exactly when. We're not given time frame on this. Clearly before the Garden of Eden experience with Adam and Eve. Uh, do these angelic beings exist even before the created universe? Hard to know. They're clearly created beings. They're not eternal. Uh, only God is eternal. But they're created at some point. Uh, were they created first and then the universe? Were they created as part of the universe? Universal creation. Uh, it's hard to know for sure. We know that in heaven that there's angelic beings singing in the presence of God. Um, we, so we, we know that angelic beings are at least in the presence of God outside of the boundaries of the normal universal, physical universal boundaries that we would think of. But it's hard to nail down these things exactly. I think Daniel's having conversations with angelic beings. They're giving him additional information, and this is uh, very helpful for Daniel's understanding of these revelations. Number two is that within the angelic beings, there does seem to be a hierarchy. We have some archangels, uh, Gabriel and Michael, and then we have other angelic beings. And I would, I would say we can refute a couple things. First of all, is that Jesus is not Michael the archangel who God sends into the world. That's a false theology uh, supported by the Jehovah's Witness theology is that Jesus is a created being, Michael the archangel, and that he's sent into the world. Uh, this is not true. There's a distinction even in the book of Daniel between Michael the archangel and the son of man in Daniel chapter 7, who is this eternal one who comes and receives an everlasting kingdom. Those are two different persons. The other thing that I would like to refute, which also comes from another group of a splinter group, is that Jesus and uh, Lucifer were brothers and so I think we can clearly say, no, that's categorically false. Jesus is the Son of God, eternal. Yahweh on earth calling fire and brimstone out of Yahweh out of heaven. Uh, we have him saying in, in John chapter 17, restore to me the glory that was mine before the foundation of the world. So these kinds of statements by Jesus are very different than anything angels say, certainly uh, different than Lucifer or Satan, the devil. This is clearly false. There's nothing biblical about this at all. It's a false theology. 
mythology, Satan is an angelic being. He is limited by time and space. Uh, Jesus is the eternal son of God, whose only limit by time and space was volitional when he took on the incarnation. So now, bring that all back together. Uh, Daniel chapter 12, I think Daniel's encountering these three angelic beings. Two are on the other side of a river. There's some speculation what river, don't know. But the, the discussion there is that these three angelic beings are providing for Daniel insight into these revelatory things that Daniel's been experiencing. And uh, beyond that, we have to be careful about the theology of angels. It's led to a lot of heretical things. We see it in the two examples I just gave, Jehovah's Witness and Mormons, but there's been other heretical examples, groups that have had bad theology involving angels.